there's something beautiful about the relationship between a mother and a daughter. A mama will hold you tight during hard times, have your back through thick and thin, and still check you and tell you when you're gaining weight. My relationship with my mom as her daughter, with my nieces as their auntie mama, is rooted deeply in friendship, respect, and I'm so grateful. Through each of my life stages, childhood, college, rebellion, marriage, my relationship with my mother and my role as a daughter has changed. That's why I'm excited to talk about our relationships as mothers and daughters and how they change over the years. From WBEZ Chicago, this is When Magic Happens. I'm Cheryl Jackson, here with Jennifer Shaylove Long and Taylor Coward. And today, we're talking about everybody and their mama. Well, just our mamas, daughters, nieces, and ourselves. All that and more coming up. Think on your feet for our Fast and Curious 5K, a -a one-of-a-kind race hosted by WBEZ and the Chicago Sun-Times on Saturday, July 27th at Humboldt Park. More info and early bird registration at wbez.org slash events. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR. Ladies, I'm so excited for this conversation. I just love my mama. But uh, yeah, I'm a a mama's girl. I'm a mama's girl. (laughs) (laughs) But let's start by having you describe your mother. Well, my mom is a nurse. And so she's like a caretaker professionally. But she also is like everyone's caretaker in my family. Mm -hmm. So like... You call her if, like, something happened at school and you need her to come up there. Or she goes to, like, everybody's doctor's appointments with them. And she, like, does family photos all the time. Like, my mom is, like, our family photographer. And, like, she really is, like, the backbone. So, yeah, she's kind of like everybody's mom. Your mom's funny, Your mom is hilarious. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Like, she is... She's so She's fun. a hoot. Yeah. yeah. She's a hoot. She is. She has fun. She likes to dance. And she's just one of those people that handles her responsibilities, but, like, also makes sure to take time to, like, enjoy yeah. life and in her family. What about you, Jennifer? My mom, whenever I think about describing my mom, it's about her voice, right? Because when I, you know, I talk to her pretty much every day. And she'll be like... Hi, Pennifer. Right. (laughs) Or she'll say, hey, Shay. And so I just, I, I, her voice represents her personality. Like she's just so vibrant and she's loving. And, you know, she has this like can do anything personality. Like Mm -hmm. she really, I think she instilled that in me. It's just like she, anything you want to do, she's like, you could do that. You know, like I told her a word that I had, I was mispronouncing it. And I told her that mom, I found out that's not a word. Right. (laughs) And she was like, but that's okay because you can submit that to the dictionary and they could potentially take it on as a new word. (laughs) And I'm like, okay, make it happen. 
And she's also an adventurer. Like she, when we were younger, literally some weekend she'd be like, let's drive to such and such or let's go to Dallas or let's go here. You know, she just, well, let's go to the Carlsbad Caverns. Like she just always was, you know, creating space for us to explore. Mm-hmm. And so I just love that about her. And she's very inviting. Like yeah. she... um had the energy of like I was one of her nieces or something. Like yes. I was in line at our launch, and she's like, "What wine do you think looks good?" <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, "Oh no, Jennifer's mom." I was like, "Let's pick a wine." <laughs> and she just just is like, kind of reminds me of my mom in that way of mm-hmm. like my mom will talk to the people in line. Yes, your yes, mother will. She like, meets no strangers. No, yeah. she doesn't. Like she can be buds with anybody, and I got that vibe from your mom yeah. too. She's similar. How about you, Cheryl? Uh, my mother's not that. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> my mother is very reserved, mm-hmm. shy, regal, mm-hmm. very elegant. She has a quiet strength that draws people to her like a magnet without saying a word. Mm-hmm. But once she gets power. to know you, she will hem you up in the corner, okay, <laughs> and chat you down. Mm. She's a renaissance uh, woman, and she just does so many different things. And, you know, she's going to root for you if there is no one else in the stadium, mm-hmm. and she is the only person in the stadium. She will be betting on you to the end. Aww. And... That, that kind of faith, yeah. that, that's who she is. She's a woman of deep, deep faith. Child, she got Jesus on the main line, okay? <laughs> uh, but she's a deep woman of faith, But they, not just about her own life, but faith um, to believe for you. Mm-hmm. And that is beautiful. Yeah, mm. that is beautiful. Like I, whenever I had like choir shows growing up or Girl Scout things or my brief foray into ballet, I could always like look up and my mom's gonna be there. Yeah. And I'm gonna hear her bracelets jangling and I'm gonna hear her screaming my name and cheering for me. I I had a choir concert recently. I rejoined a choir and she was there and I didn't expect her to be because she had just worked. And that's just how she is. And she's been like that my whole life. And so I really appreciate that. Yes. Yeah. That just hit me. Just how, you know, it feels when your mom shows up for you. Yep. Mm -hmm. You know, and like when we when we're growing up, really all we want from them is their time. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like you you don't remember necessarily all the other things, but you remember when she was there. Right. You know, and how how she showed up. Yeah. I love that's um, so much of what mothers do. Now, curious, in what ways are you like and different? From your mom like and different like I think you know she, she definitely the can do like I don't I don't see obstacles in in that way mm-hmm. you know and I think she's been impactful in in shaping that I think also maybe personality wise she is very like she receives people in a different way like meaning she's very like open and you know, isn't going to say anything that is contrary to, you know, if someone's maybe not being so kind, she's not going to say anything that's contrary to that. Mm-hmm. And I've I've learned to do that. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? 
Yeah, my mom doesn't sugarcoat. I yeah. get I get that. She's a mom. she's a tell it like it is, <laughs> <laughs> kind of lady. Um, and so, uh, when I was in like third grade, she gave me this book called "The Care and Keeping of You," mm-hmm. and she's like, "Look, girl." There's going to be some things happening. And, like, gave me the whole rundown of, like, you know, your body is going to change this way and that way. And the book kind of, like, like there's a part in the book where it shows you how to, like, put in a tampon. Mm. Like, it really is like, hey, let's be real about things that are happening so you don't have questions. And I feel like that's how my mom approaches a lot of things in life. Like, this is what money is like. This is what marriage is like. This Mm. is what dating is like. Uh, the workplace and say what you want, say how you feel. And I needed that because a lot of, a lot of people sugarcoat. And so it's nice at home. I I don't, I don't have someone like that. And do you sugarcoat or not? I think that I do tend to be a people pleaser. Mm -hmm. And so in learning from my mom, not saying she's, you know, like abrasive with people, but she's going to tell you what she means and when she means it. I'm like my mom in that I struggle with having my full voice Mm. until I'm pissed off. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Then I'm I'm going to let you have it. it. Go ahead at all. (laughs) I also, like my mom, will put other people first Mm -hmm. and I will sacrifice um, and it's okay to put other people first, but you have to be, you know, check the whole, am I sacrificing, you know, too much of what yeah. I need? So we, we, we're kind of aligned like that. But where we're different is, um, child, my mother is saved for real. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, for real, for real. For real, for real. <laughs> but, you know, she, she has such, you know, high values and, you know, she's just so appropriate in every way. Mm-hmm. I think I have tacked to the right <laughs> intentionally, you know. <laughs> Sometimes I do it so much so to push her buttons and just, you know, um, the reminder, I'm different. I can't remember what episode it was, but it was some like your mom was like, you don't have to have a drink at this event. That's right. That's right. You <laughs> do not have that to. That was so funny. I'm like, you were this adult woman, and she is like, put that drink down now. <laughs> yes, she is very much that. She's never <laughs> drank. She's never had a drop of liquor in her life. She's that. never had a drink. Mm-mm. So I'll sit down with her. Hey, I think I'm going to have a glass of champagne. You want one? She just drops it. <laughs> Cheryl, please. I already know the answer to it. Okay. But so I think um, I'm different in that way. Now, here's where we are very much alike. It manifests differently because we're different generations. But my mother is quietly very unique and different. She has her own path. She's okay with walking a different path than the masses. Mm-hmm. And I think I am very much like that. Mm-hmm. The question is, did you have your mother on a pedestal? Have you ever had your mom on a pedestal? Mm-hmm. You? Yeah. yeah. Where I'm like, she she can't she can't be hurt. She doesn't have like she's a superwoman. Right. Walk on water. Yeah. Walk on water, right? And it's yeah. something like uh innate, I guess, because you could be upset with your mom having a bad day or something. And if you hear someone else say something negative about your mom, or even oh, feel that, yeah, I 
I'm like, let's check that now. Let, yeah. Let's shut that down now. Right. And that doesn't happen often, but just as an example of how you have feelings toward your mom, but you still always are going to ride for her. Yeah. And you still always are going to defend her. And yeah, no, you, you can't say anything about my mom to me. I'm one of those people. When was the moment you took your mother off the pedestal and saw her humanity? Okay. <laughs> you weren't ready for that question. I wasn't. Right. I was at home visiting my parents, and my mom had just lost her mom. Mm. And we were standing in the uh, dining room, and it was just like a moment where she just she just lost it. You know, she just kind of opened up and... Even in that process, I don't know that I ever saw her show that kind of emotion in front of us, mm-hmm. right? Not saying that she wasn't emotional, but just the level of vulnerability mm-hmm. that I saw in that moment. And I'm like, for all the times before this that I thought, not that you don't feel, but you're so strong mm-hmm. that I don't see that level of vulnerability, mm-hmm. you know? And... And I know it's there. I know that she is very, you know, very sensitive and very caring and empathetic. And so that moment was the moment that I don't know that I took her off of the pedestal, but I realized like, okay, this is my mom, but this is also a human, you know? Mm -hmm. Right. What about y'all? I think as I get older, I humanize my parents more and more. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think back on their life experiences and like, Damn, that was trauma. Yeah, legit. What you went through to get me yeah. here. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. Like the things just you their, did. The, the things they went through just as a human, yeah. you know, abandonment issues or my mother growing up in Jim Crow South mm-hmm. where she had to get on and sit at the back of the bus. And she talks about these moments now where her kind of defiance or her father dying. You know, when she was in her freshman year in college mm-hmm. with five or six small siblings, she had to come out of Fisk and take a job to help take care of her kids. The only job was a domestic job. And how at 19 she fled to Chicago, you know, just dealing with a sudden death, unexpected sudden death of her father, who was her rock, having to come up with a plan and going to a, a new city, new culture, all at 19. Mm-hmm. It's just like, I can't even imagine. You're like, yo, they really, right. they've done some things. Like, I find even with having a child now, mm-hmm. I, like, apologize to my mom. Right. <laughs> I'm just like, I'm sorry. <laughs> I know. Because it's like you have to experience it to really understand the sacrifice, the things that they've done mm-hmm. to kind of... Or even the things that you, your issues you have with your parents, like, you know, they had this attitude and they didn't do it. And then you now peeling back the onion now that you understand. You're okay. Like, hmm. You're like, oh. oh. What was your, what <laughs> oh, was your wow. like first disagreements with your mom? I, it wasn't until college. Okay. What about oh, I you? remember mine. You do? I remember the one where I was just so strong-willed about it. So we were going to this event, right? Mm -hmm. And I had on this red and black dress, right? And I used to literally dress up in her clothes. I I would just, I love playing dress up, right? Mm -hmm. And so on this particular occasion, I had a pair of black shoes, but I wanted to wear white tights, right? I had... (laughs) 
<laughs> Girl, how old were you? Anyway. Let's put this, let's try to help you. How okay. old? You were five. Okay. okay. <laughs> I, was, I was a teenager. Okay. But anyway, I know. And so I was arguing her down. Mm-hmm. And she was right. She was like, you need to put on a pair of black tights or black something. Don't mm-hmm. wear white, you know, tights with a pair of black shoes. And I remember now in that moment, like, God, you know, I really, I just was being so headstrong. Right. But I also see that same behavior in my own job. (laughs) (laughs) My mother says, you reap what you sow. Okay. Twofold. Uh, That's what she says. Um, So (laughs) that is so funny that this was over type. (laughs) I I was not expecting that. I love I thought she was going to say the dress, I didn't like the dress. or No, it was the tights. Okay, it was the accessories. Mm. It, was, it was probably my boyfriend. Mm. Yeah, boyfriend. Like dating in general? Or? No, uh, the, the ex. Oh. Oh. And it was, you know, it was like, I think my first sort of independence. And I'm like, gonna, I'm going to flex on this independence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And... And then she had a very traditional way of, you know, mm-hmm. um, and it, there was that was there was a okay constantly, mm-hmm. you know, crying tears on the phone, you know, just complete, you know, award Oscar award winning meltdowns, <laughs> okay, in the payphone booth, okay, Viola Davis, <laughs> yes, okay, Only the ugly cry, the ugly cry, <laughs> I swelled up, okay, she doesn't get me. You know, that kind of. And then uh, over fashion, I wanted belly out, you know, big hat, you know, just. I was always pushing the envelope. Yeah. With my mother's like, well, my father got on me about Bermuda shorts. What? And you just <laughs> taking it and go to a whole nother level. Okay. What's what the level of a Bermuda short? Where does that stop? Church of God in Christ. At the knee? Yeah, yeah stops at the knee, but it's Church of God in Christ. <laughs> 50s. Okay, you do not show your kneecap. Oh, my gosh. That's funny. So she would, like, put them on underneath it, put a skirt on on top of it. Then when she got where she was going, she took the skirt off. I said, okay, 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 okay. okay. Oh, I you bet wanna... you wouldn't have got away with what they do today. Uh, right. And But I just wouldn't hide. I just, like, show up with my fit, <laughs> okay? And she just mortified, Okay. <laughs> <laughs> How do you work through disagreements then? But Taylor, what about yours? Oh, we haven't really had one yet. I I mean, I guess dating would be similar because I had to introduce the concept of I'm ready to date and Mm. I'm my mom's first kid. I tell my brother all the time, I laid the groundwork for you. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, the things that you do would never fly on my day. Right. Um, True. true. I'm like, I'm I'm paving the way. You're paving the way. But yeah, I had to pave the way with dating and like, I don't know. He brought his partner over like on a holiday and and like we all got to meet this person and we were just like, oh, I'm like, that's nice. Like <laughs> got all up in the fam- in the family house. I'm like, oh, OK. But yeah, I mean, she was nice. She, she was yeah, ni- yeah. Ni- nice girl. But She's still there. No. OK. <laughs> that's why y'all had attitude. What holiday okay. was it? Was it like it Christmas? Was a, a, big a big holiday one. was Christmas. Okay, yeah. But yeah, you know, older siblings, we, we yeah. paved the way. So I had to do that with my mom. And so now she's like super chill mom. 
And I'm like, yeah, I, I did that work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. is what I tell my brother. You sacrifice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. But that's that's my job, I guess. Yeah. As an older sister. But in my, I'll answer my own question of working through a disagreement. Mm-hmm. I think we are very open with each other and just being like, you know, it is really refreshing to be, like, an adult and have an adult conversation with your mom. Yeah. And to, like, work through something together. And I feel like it ends up, like, even if it's something small, you end up closer, like, in the end. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know some people have disagreements that they can't get over with their moms. And so I'm fortunate that I still have a relationship with her. But I know for some people, sometimes things are just too big to get over. Yeah. And so, yeah. But, like, you know, a a parent, like, having issues with a spouse or a potential spouse, Mm -hmm. I'm sure, is hard. And so that's why I was wondering, like, well, how do you even get through that? That is a lesson learned in my mind. Mm -hmm. Is like, when you bring somebody else into the family, Mm -hmm. you know, that that is your spouse. Like, I do understand now why... It is so important to to kind of be sure. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I'm not suggesting that I wasn't sure, but I, I see how that 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 can impact a foundational relationship with your parents, you know, or it can you it can create some some tension. Yeah. You know, but the sureness is good. Like, uh, yeah, the sureness is and taking time. Like yeah. last night I was with my grandparents and my grandma was like, oh, I haven't seen you. And. But but where where's your she asked for my boyfriend? I'm like, Grandma, you ain't called me in days. Then my grandpa was like, Hey, you talk to the boy? <laughs> <laughs> what, what what is he up to? <laughs> and so like that makes me feel good because I know I'd be devastated if it was the opposite. Yeah, exactly. If, right. if they were like, Oh, stop bringing him around here. But like they 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 wanna see him sometimes more than they see me. Yeah. And so I think that's like a great sign because that that would be tough for me and I don't really know how I'd navigate it and what's funny is sometimes when it is the opposite Mm -hmm. they know like I think about like one boyfriend in particular that Mm -hmm. I brought around Mm -hmm. they did not like him and they were absolutely right right (laughs) right they were right yeah that's what my family will do let me tell you something I'm I'm gonna tell you what I think go and do what you want to do and but they're gonna (laughs) right but they gonna tell you right um if you think about my family, how we, my mom, you fall out, but you can, it's okay because you know you can fall back in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You want something to eat. Okay. <laughs> Girl, you want to run, run through dealers with me. Okay. So oh my that's, God, that's what my mom says. Yes. That's, that's like how you her, fall back That's in. how like, you get back together. That's how you get you back know, together. Let's go shopping. shopping or food. That's how you get back together. It's usually shopping. Okay. It is. Girl, I saw oh, something that's cute. Funny. I saw a dress that was. Great for you, girl. Yes. Come on, let's, let's let me see what it looks like. Pillows from Marshall. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's how you fall back in with your mom. It's always so shopping, true. right? <laughs> So, oh. that's that's the cue this is over let's yeah, move let's forward let's move okay forward. So <laughs> funny. i love it that is so true but here's i have a theory about mm-hmm. putting our parents and particularly our mothers mm-hmm. on the pedestal mm-hmm. you put your mother on this pedestal of the ideal of perfection mm-hmm. of what it means to be a woman and you were falling short mm-hmm. of perfection I think sometimes when we put our moms on a pedestal and we can't reach that, 
you know, and we're using that as a measure, then we want to um, whittle the pedestal down. Mm. So it's, you know, constant confrontations. I think that happens when you're young. Yeah. When you're like, young. I can't measure up to this. I can't even see this. You know what? I don't like it anyway. Okay. So, <laughs> you know, then you, you're challenging your mother yeah. at every point because mm-hmm. you put her on this pedestal that you cannot measure up to. Mm-hmm. And you're mad about it. So I, I'm with you on that theory. Mm-hmm. And I think, too, because now I see the picture fully, it is also we're trying to manage our own independence, right? Mm -hmm. And so, like, even when we're, and that's why it happens when we're teenagers, right, Mm -hmm. where we're always having, like, this kind of, like, combat because I am different than my mom, you know, and I'm trying to sort of flex my level of independence. And the reason I say that is because I see that with my own child now. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. our confrontation is based on, her wanting to be her own person, mm. right? Mm-hmm. And me having a vision for what I want her to be. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know, let's talk about Galapagos Island. Okay. I done heard this story. <laughs> I done heard this story. The golf. Three times. Okay. The golf ball in the but room. But you know so that's still you right know. there. Okay. <laughs> that was like three years ago, right? So I mean, funny. I know. <laughs> that's hilarious. I'd have a hard time letting that go too. I would too. I, I mean, would too. I hear no. you. But like she probably is has other things on her mind she wants to do. And, and she so does. that's what you mean about that's, like that's there's right. this path I want you to take and then there's your own that I have to be open to you doing. That's right. Let me tell you, this weekend she sent me a text message and she goes, Hey mom, um, I wondered if um we could go to church on Sunday. And I was like, Oh my God, yes, I'll take you to church. And I also found this new church that I really love for them, right? Mm-hmm. And so anyway, so I was all excited on the text, but then I was like, maybe I should temporary because then she might not want to go. I'm too excited. (laughs) But I was really excited. And then she goes, also, I wanted to let you know that I'm uh, joining the philosophical debate team. (laughs) And I was like, oh, girl. You knew what I wanted to hear. (laughs) Yeah, you knew what I wanted to hear this weekend. I love that. So, yeah, so I bought her a car. (laughs) (laughs) Played her like a book. Play. I love it. <laughs> okay, you did what Play. I want you to do. So now you get the car. What did my mama keep asking me to do? Uh, How can I get on wheels? That's right. right. That's right. I love uh, that. That's Queen. great. Queen behavior. So, <laughs> so I I don't have children of my own, but I am an auntie mama. So I'm very hands on with my nieces and nephews. Mm-hmm. And I I was trying to uh, my oldest niece, who's the first grandchild. I was trying to really mold her. Mm-hmm. And my own liking, <laughs> likeness, probably. <laughs> so I was like, okay, you know, getting all the internships and, you know, cause she's such a talented writer and communicator. And so my sister, when she decided to run for school board, I was like, okay, um, for this summer, I want you, I'm going to pay you out of my own pocket good money oh, to wow. be her campaign manager. It's oh. going to be a great title on your resume. Great experience. Y'all hire. About. <laughs> no, I'm like. Y'all hire. I right. mean, I'll exactly. help you. Exactly. That's what I'm talking about. Like, okay. So me. Okay. Diversification so income. Exactly. <laughs> How about this? About four weeks in, my Cheryl, thanks for your opportunity, but um, I've decided to go uh, take another job and be uh, a waitress at Red Lobster. She did not two-week notice you. 
She it wasn't even two weeks. weeks. <laughs> <laughs> she noticed. She just said, I'm not going to be there tomorrow. <laughs> she, I was like, I I took it personally. Yeah. yeah. And why would you leave this for Red Lobster? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I want to know. Okay. They got the cheese rolls. I made she my, wasn't trying to biscuit. roll. Wait, 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 Cheryl. I made my best money in food service. The tips be tipping. And she was like, she may be very bag-oriented. She may be like, I see Cheryl doing the thing that she likes. I'm going to make my money and do what I like. I want to get a car. I want to get super tall shoes like my auntie. I want to, you know. No, she was like, look, I just want to do a little job and then leave it there and go party with my friends. You trying to, this a this is a whole thing. That also is kind of like a family business. A 24-7. Oh, yeah. With my family. You know, yeah. That might on, be a lot. And yeah. she was like, I, I just can't. I it just want to. It was for my sister, her aunt. Oh, oh it's also aunt. her aunt. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's still family. Yeah. yeah. But it, it was, she it was, she wasn't trying to work like that. She's like, I just want to enjoy my summer. Yeah. And this yeah. is, and it, this was like, you're running a legit campaign. Yeah. You know, it's. Um, How old is she? At the time, she was, must have been a, a junior in college. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, a junior in college? Yeah. That's kind of young. Yeah, but, you know, a, a, a school board race. My my nephew is my sister's campaign manager. He just turned 25 for mayor of Memphis. But I'm just thinking of, like, from her perspective, because I'm sure. But I is, wanted that for her. Right. She did not want from that her for her. From her perspective, she's like, I have to give this a lot. I don't want to let down my family. Yeah. And I want to have fun. So I'm about to go flip these Cheddar Bay biscuits, <laughs> yeah. and then I am going about my day. You know what I mean? I'm going to hit the clubs with my girls. Okay. Yes. To be it's, a young person, yeah. I root for young people to do young people things after the pandemic, because I did not get that. Yeah. Right? So I want people to go go to the bar, eat a Cheddar Bay biscuit, all that. Are they called Cheddar Bay biscuits? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, thank you. I call They're... them a cheese roll. <laughs> oh, give me a, a bucket of them cheese rolls. <laughs> But, you know, it's hard being a mom, you know, because you want so much for your child. It's not my, I mean, I'm auntie mama. Yeah, yeah. But But, it's. And your kids don't acknowledge the things you do for them. They And in that case, she wasn't thinking, wow, my auntie set me up with this great gig. Mm -hmm. You know, she will in like 10 years. Mm -hmm. But at the time, and I think parent moms have that disappointment all the time of like, and Do you am- really know what I put in for and this? And what's amazing about moms, how they hold their tongue. I remember I was 21, going home. I'm dating this guy. He's 45, and, yeah, he was white, you know. So it was, it was different from, you know, southern down south, just first interracial sort of relationship. It was some other crazy stuff, too, and <laughs> along with that little story. And she just listened. She's just like, oh, oh, okay, oh, oh. And now that I think back on it, I remember commenting to her. I said, how did you hold your tongue on that one? Mm-hmm. She was like, why complain to you? You going to do what you want to do. She said, uh, I told the person that could do something about it. I know that's right. I told Jesus. I got on my knees, okay? And I said, Lord, you see this child. Okay. <laughs> Ooh, as my niece says, when Grammy puts prayer on you, Ooh, she's that's the last thing you want to hear. When she throws that, when she puts that prayer on you, it's like, God, 
really, Mom? Are you telling God on me? Okay. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, and it it resolved itself, you know, quickly. Mm -hmm. And uh, but I'll just never uh, forget the restraint. I would have flipped out. Mm -hmm. You didn't flip out on your knees. I, I had an attitude. <laughs> you like, attitude. well, actually. Uh-huh. I did. I uh-huh. just not. I did not take the high road. <laughs> you did not Michelle Obama I, in that situation. I, I failed uh, Mama in 101. Okay, I, I failed. Think on your feet for our Fast and Curious 5K, a -a one-of-a-kind race hosted by WBEZ and the Chicago Sun-Times on Saturday, July 27th at Humboldt Park. More info and early bird registration at wbez.org slash events. So, Mama said. Mama said. Mama said. What are these valuable lessons that we've learned from our mothers? You know, I'm going to say hands down, literally thinking about things abundantly and mm-hmm. like that it that things are possible. Right. And so when I when I was in college, she gave me two books. She gave me The Four Agreements and she gave me uh, Deepak Chopra's Seven Spiritual Laws to Success. Right. Wow. And I, you know, I read I read both of those books. And my point is, is that like even in the things that she would do habitually, like as I'm growing up and watching her, you know, I'm watching her do these things, but then like she's reinforcing it by giving me things to read. And in every moment in my life, it's always been like, this is possible. Like unwavering faith. Yeah. When I did choir, I wasn't that good. Mm-hmm. I did it as a hobby and for my lisp to go away. Um, but my mom was like, you can be Diana Ross if you want to be. Yes. Or like uh, when I'd like read a book. I <laughs> I had a project in like first grade where I wrote a book about like, it was maybe third. And I wrote a book about this sweater that would like attack people mm-hmm. if it got angry with you. And so many of my family members were deeply concerned by the content of the book just because I was, like, off the walls. My mom went and had the book bound. She made copies of it. She, like, gave it out to all my family. And she's like, Taylor wrote a book! (laughs) And so that's how she is with everything. Like, she was at the Black Women's Expo and was, like, telling the people who worked at the Expo what direction the chair should be in so that the audience could see us all better. Like, <laughs> mom she, manager. Yeah, she's okay. a manager. <laughs> she just really is always going to support me in whatever I do. Yeah. And so that's such a comfort, especially in your 20s when you're yeah. kind of like flailing and I don't really know what I want to do. Whatever it is, she's going to be behind it. They say that um, in order to be it, you have to see it. Mm-hmm. My mother is a is walking exhibit A for me on the power and the ability to reinvent yourself Mm -hmm. at any stage in your life. Her career as a composer of classical choral music didn't take off until she was 60. Mm -hmm. She'd been writing this music, you know, in the backyard in hot summers, you know, that's why I like summertime. But 
is a hundred five degrees outside, and Ooh. you know, with five <laughs> badass kids, you're just like <laughs> trying to run the opposite direction to get a little peace of mind and space for yourself. So I, I, I could see her hands, you know, gesticulating in the air as she's hitting these notes and trying to find the right tunes. And I just with a big glass of water for years. And she was writing and singing to herself. No mm-hmm. one ever performed her music. Mm. And then at 60, the first time you hear your music performed is at Carnegie Hall. Wow. It's a powerful story yeah, that's awesome. of what can be. Mom, Ernestine, thank you, thank you, thank you for your light and your force and your love. This meant everything. Mama Tootsie, Florence. I'm so deeply grateful for you, and I'm grateful for your presence in my life. I'm grateful for your presence in my children's life, and I think I I owe more to you than I could even offer, but I love you. Julie. <laughs> Julie. <laughs> Thank you for everything. You're my best friend. We've been through a lot, but we have so much left to do, so much to accomplish, and, like, you're the best partner. I love you. Hey there, producer Brianna here. I want to give a shout-out to my mama as well. Mother, mama, Jen, thank you so much for being the ultimate example of womanhood for me and for being the hero that I've always aspired to be. Love you, mom. Shout out, Rosalind. Okay, bye. (laughs) Inglewood. And that's a wrap for our mother-daughter episode. If you like what you heard, subscribe, rate us on Apple Podcasts, and tune in every Friday for your dose of When Magic Happens. Follow us on Instagram at When Magic Happens Podcast. Don't miss out on the latest and greatest from your When Magic Happens family. Subscribe to our newsletter, The Perfect Companion to This Podcast, at wbez.org slash newsletters. You can find me, Jennifer Shea Love Long, on Instagram at Being Shea Love. You can find me, Taylor Coward, on Instagram at Taylor Coward Online. And you can find me, Cheryl Jackson, on socials at Cheryl Jackson. That's Cheryl with an E. We love to hear from you, our magical listeners. Our email address is magic at wbez.org. Send us anything. When Magic Happens is a production of WBEZ Chicago and a part of the NPR Podcast Network. Our truly magical producer is Brianna Garrett. Brendan Banizak is our executive producer. Tracy Brown is chief content officer. Production assistance by Justin Bull and engineering by Maria Lopez. See y'all next week. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR. Thanks for listening to the news live on WBEZ and NPR. The WBEZ stream sounds great in the kitchen on your smart speaker and anywhere on the WBEZ app. Listen every day.